Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Gerard. Setting the framework to avoid growing a toxic culture in your company. That's today's topic on uh, Higher Power Radio. My name is Rick Gerard. I'm your host. Uh, every week we give entrepreneurs solutions to their most difficult hiring problems. We drill down on some of the most challenging issues and provide proven techniques to help in effectively landing the most talented people and helping your company grow successfully. Uh, today's a little different structure as our guest had to reschedule this morning, which gives us the opportunity to do a show in a TED Talk style format, which was originally the premise for this show. And today we're going to talk about culture. Um, a lot of people think of culture as something that happens, and you really just have no control over how it evolves. But it's it's actually overlooked and yet so important to a company's success. Now, before we jump in, we need to define a few things. Uh, what is company culture? Company culture is essentially the company's personality. It defines the environment in which employees work, um, and it often includes things like mission, company values, ethics, expectations, and, and goals. Um, while companies have these things, it's the follow-through of what they believe is the ultimate that accumulates in their culture. So why is culture important, right? Uh, every company has a culture, good or bad, and there's no perfect culture. But a defined culture is the first step in, in really building a successful business. It is so important to figure out who you are, what your mission is, what your values are, and setting goals for yourself and your business before you get off the ground. So being prepared is the key to culture. So yes, specifically in culture is the foundation for a successful organization because without it, you will most likely be developing a toxic culture from the start. Um, you're letting it evolve rather than creating it. Culture determines who you are. It also determines the quality of the people you will be able to attract for your company. A great company culture influences and improves company and personal productivity, employee retention, and company growth. Ultimately, your culture will affect your organization's business performance, morale, engagement, and ability to grow. A company's real values are in their actions and not how they claim they act. So if culture is so critical, how can you tell what kind of culture you have, right? Hopefully, your values are very clear to you and to your employees, and you can tell what type of culture you have. If you can't easily answer questions about your company's mission, ethics, morals, or goals, therein lies the problem. And more importantly, your employees need to be able to be able to identify those same goals. You may have some cultural issues, and identifying what those are are crucial. So what are the symptoms of a bad culture then? To find out if you've got a bad culture, I mean, market feedback, Glassdoor is a pretty good thing to, to look at outside, but also 
a key way to find out is to survey your employees anonymously to find out what they think the company values are. If they're not in alignment with what management thinks, you really need to find out why. Where does the disconnect lie? One company that has mastered cultivating a supportive, synergistic culture is Zappos. Their organization is a shiny model of how to build a thriving business by focusing primarily on culture. Um, they've been named one of Fortune 100's best companies to work for in the last seven years, and they call their team a family and have a book of values. They publish a company-wide culture blog, and they live by a set of standards which everybody lives by. So creating a strong company culture can improve employee engagement, increase productivity, promote brand loyalty, and finally, enhance financial performance. So here's the million-dollar question. How do you build a positive culture? First step is to define your culture. You need to be very intentional about your culture from the very start. Gather up your founding team of employees, discuss what values they want to embrace, and work in synergy to hop on each of their ideas and build a, a set of values that is more important than the sum of its parts. The key to this process is listening. Firms emulate other organizations, philosophies, um, all they want, but if they don't really listen to their workers and what's important to them, they'll never make it. So write down your values first, then determine the kind of workplace you want, the kinds of people you want to work with, and translate those values into action. Then use those traits, those values and those qualities to plan a strategy, refine process, and most importantly, hire. The more like-minded people you hire to share your company's values, the more likely they'll be perpetuated in everyday work life. It's the law of attraction in motion, right? <clears throat> the great thing about establishing and owning your culture is that you can guide the conversations to hire the right people for that culture. So some cultures don't work for some people, and that's fine. But you need to be upfront and truthful, truthful about who you are as a business so it works for both you and your employees. Just on a side note, it's actually crucial that leadership make company values sacred and live them as well. Leading by example is the most important thing they can do to inspire loyalty and persuade their team to follow into the fray. You have a toxic culture. How do you go about fixing it? This is really a topic for a whole, whole other element. I'm not a toxic culture fixer. Simply put, you really have to attack the source of toxicity like cancer. So case in point example, Uber. According to recent reports, Uber has seems everything from sexual harassment to stealing driverless technology from Google. And most recently, uh, their CEO stepped down for personal issues. Um, but it's no secret in the industry that their domain, their culture has been basically a disaster for quite some time. Many employees only need to take a few weeks to, to see this that it's past the smoke and mirrors. So don't be like Uber. If you see the warning signs that your company perpetuates a toxic work culture, 
there are actionable steps that you can take to incorporate improved morale and to service your company. But you must have leadership buy-in. They must fix the issue. And it has to permeate from the top down. This is not something that can be pawned off on HR. It has to be dealt with by the management. So how do you hire based on culture? This is what I feel is the most important piece of the of our topic, which is own your values and discuss how you abide by them moving forward. So you need to tailor your hiring process to reflect your beliefs and simply don't hire anyone that doesn't fit with your company values. Here's how you find out who fits in here, who, who, who does not, right? You want to create interview questions that lure their values to the surface. You'll know whether or not they match those with your company. Interview questions should be structured in three different ways. So behavioral questions, skill-based questions, and questions that judge against your culture. So let's talk about the first, behavioral questions. Behavioral questions are designed to find out how people handle different situations. So how did you deal with, tell me how you dealt with XYZ, or tell me how you handled the situation in which you had to react to a difficult manager. Manager, It's important to ask why, why they handle it, the way that they handle it, how they handle it, and their reasoning behind the approach they took. Ask if they considered other options they can rationalize to explain themselves or see if they can even reason their way to critically think of other ways through those situations. Second is skills. Those are, of course, you, what most people judge resumes by and what people are looking for. They need those skills to actually do the job. And if somebody's good at what they do, you want to find out their track record of accomplishments and see if it can translate into your culture. And then finally, culture. You need to write down your company values. Um, Amazon, kind of like Zappos, has a guiding principles um, list, what they call their um, leadership principles. And essentially, customer obsession is their number one thing on the list. So they will actually ask questions that are based in and around how you feel about customers. You need to ask questions that are aligned with those things that are important to your culture. For example, you have a culture that's communicative and into flow, and it's important that people share ideas and challenge people's ideas and yet take the time to listen, then you need to find out if somebody has the ability to match those. You need to be able to test someone's written skills, ability to communicate verbally, and get specific examples of things that they've done that actually illustrate those points and how they've dealt with those issues. So culture has a lot of crossover with behavioral. Judge this person's personality and try to get to the root of who they are. Your, your, your main objective of any interview is to get to the truth. So above and beyond what they show you in the interview process, it's important to get to the truth. Get past the initial nervousness or the cockiness. Make sure you're getting a true picture of who they are and get them to talk about their shortcomings, their failures, what they're passionate about outside of their job. That work is so super important. 
Never, 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 never make hiring decisions off of one person. Have this person speak to at least three people. Make it a communal decision. Have the three focus on different aspects of the interview categories and then come together as a committee and make a choice. If it's not an overwhelming yes, don't hire. To quote Derek Sivers, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Also, having them meet more of their future team in the interview process will demonstrate whether or not it's clear hire or not. Go have lunch with the person. See how they react in a social setting. Even Google, which is in line with their culture, has done away with actually hiring managers in the hiring process. So another idea to share that might work for you is that take your managers out of the hiring decision and allow the other people to make the decision. The last point is never let your need to fill the role override your decision in making a good choice or common sense. And I'll leave you with one last thing. So a glass door statistic says that a bad hire cost Zappos roughly $100 million in bad hires over the course of Zappos' life. Culture is key. Take ownership of who you and your company are and what you and your company want to do and never find yourself running astray. So we're out of time for today. Um, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Quick shout out to Paul Roberts, our engineer, our producers, Joan Park, Shanti Ryle, and our executive producer, Kim Iverson. Uh, do tune in next week as our guest will be Michael Krug, hiring manager of recruiting over at Hogue Hospital. I'm Rick Gerard. This was the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard on OC Talk Radio.